What's happened? Change, my dear. And it seems not a moment too soon. Welcome to episode two of the Geeks at the Gates. We had some pretty major audio issues this week, which meant that we've had to use the backup audio, which was recorded on my phone. So much for the fancy expensive mics and all that. Apologies for the effect this has had on sound quality. Uh, For a start, we're pretty much in mono, uh, so, you know, it's not ideal. We will try to make sure it doesn't happen again. Anyway, your geeks at the gate this week are me. Reggie Rigby, comics retailer, wannabe writer and sometime critic, Mr. Steve Dempster, king of geeks, geek quizmaster, and moderately sane scientist, and Mr. Matt Yo, kids publisher and old school comics fan. Quick word before we start, we recorded this episode the Tuesday after Jodie Whittaker was announced as the 13th Doctor and the internet exploded in equal parts of joy and misogynistic fury. With that in mind, and given that Ian, who loathes Doctor Who, was elsewhere, we figured we'd discuss the grandfather, grandmother, grandparent of British sci-fi. Now, again, a sort of apology before we start to one or two of you listening. All through this, I've been particularly dismissive of those who don't like the idea of a female doctor. I think I might have been a bit fired up during the recording after arguing with some particularly obnoxious people on Twitter which I know you should never do, but it's the Doctor and I can't help it. For the record, I accept that there are some very good, decent people who, for various reasons, are unhappy with the announcement of a female Doctor. And that is fine. Thing is, those people were not the people that I've been hearing from on social media. And it's the people I was hearing from on social media that I was reacting to. So, you know, apologies if you're a nice person who isn't a sexist idiot who doesn't like the idea of the Doctor being female, for whatever reason. Even if it's just, I really like it. You're allowed that opinion. It is okay. If you are one of the people who just can't get their head around it because she's a girl, I am kind of talking to you, and I'm not sorry. Anyway, we started out discussing comics conventions in our own lovely little town, and... because we were supposed to be having three this year, and one of them has now cancelled. So, that's where we start. So, enough from me. We're nearly with three minutes in again, for goodness sake. Quick word from our sponsors, who is also me. Sorry about that. Uh, and then we'll get into it. This edition of the Geeks at the Gates is brought to you by Destination Venus the big little comic shop tucked away in Harrogate's Westminster Arcade. We stock all kinds of comics because we love all kinds of comics. Marvel Zombies, DC Divas, Image Imagineers, Small Press Stalwarts, Indie Individuals and all points in between. We love superheroes, but there's more to life than spandex and we do our best to have something for everybody. Basically, whatever comics you want, we've either got them or we'll get them if they're out there to be got. Find us on the web, destinationvenus.co.uk. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash destinationvenuscomic. Or on Twitter, at DVComicShop. Destination Venus. Love comics. It's five weeks after London Comic Con. Mm-hmm. It's the weekend when schools go back. Yeah, oh god, yeah, it is. Yeah. Most yeah. people just don't have that time and money to do something like that. Um, it's yeah. a shame because the Everyman were going to basically be the after party. Oh, and right. they were going to show, basically that whole evening was going to be made for Fan Expo. And they were going to have movies starring all the people that were in attendance. Cool. Um, I was going to do a quiz for them. They were going to have like the, the little VIP room that we've got for Serenity. Yeah. It was going to be like their, their VIP room for all the guests and stuff. And so people can kind of go and enjoy, but they, they can't also just go and meet everyone. Yeah, they can come out and mingle if they want to, and, and go to a screening <sighs> or something as well. Oh, Drop the ball. It would have been really, really good fun. Um, but there's much charging fortune for it as well. As you yeah. say, it wasn't it wasn't a cheap event. And it's just one one con in this country too many. Well, because eight years ago there yeah. used to be hardly any, and now I think there's, there's I think there's more than there's one con too many. The problem is well before you would have conventions and then you would have marts yeah and the mart was basically you go along and there'd be people just trading now you go along and there's it's a cosplay convention or it's you've maybe got somebody from only golden horses or somebody from yeah. or somebody so they can call it a convention yeah. yeah and then or you know somebody from doctor who so you go along and you you 
be that one person, but it's mainly just a mart. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, yeah, yeah. It's a mart with some famous people at it who probably don't have anything to do with comics. Yeah. And they call it a Comic Con and well, it gets Comic Con's a bad name. Like and the San Diego Comic Con, I mean, that's the, the amount of comic stuff there is, is minimal compared to all the yeah. big Hollywood San, TV stuff. San Diego so, calling it something. We are. Oh, we are. Excellent. San Diego calling itself a comic con. We started. Con. San Diego. I'm, I'm, I'm doing. I'm doing that nerdist thing. Well, are we recording? Yeah, we started ten minutes ago, mate. Um, San Diego Comic Con calling itself a comic con. I don't mind because it is San Diego Comic Con, and it's got all of that history, and it's grown into the thing it's grown into. And yeah. Although, what did you see the the article that one of the I original did? Comic my high, stores... my high aren't going after yeah. forty-seven oh, yeah, years. Yeah. And yeah, I. I I've spoken to a lot of people in America about this because I've got a lot of friends who have a lot of opinions about stuff <laughs> over there. And their general view was, yeah, it's a shame, but we were never going to buy anything from Mile High Comics anyway because the fact that it's in Bol- in Colorado somewhere at a really high altitude isn't the only reason it's called Mile High. That's where their prices yeah, are as well. Yeah. Plus also you can buy stuff from them all year round. Yeah. It's not they suddenly have Comic-Con exclusives, well, I was say, which yeah, yeah. Mondo and Disney... Everybody and Everybody does, has, yeah. bro. Everybody now yeah. does a San Diego Comic-Con variant. Yeah, yeah Funko. Everybody has something. Yeah. Um, so, so, but, yeah, San Diego calling itself a Comic-Con, even though it really isn't now. I don't mind. It's not the comic side of things is definitely being squeezed out. It's, it's such a small it's part just, of it. It's just everybody else calling themselves a Comic-Con when they're not. I mean, yeah. Harrogate Comic-Con. The only comics that were there were me... And Lucky Target. Yeah. There were two traders yeah. selling comics. Yeah. There were no comics guests. So Although there was one. There was one comics guest. Oh, God. You're, guys, you're probably listening, and I forgot the name of your comic, and you're only in York. <laughs> and now I think about it, I said I'd be in touch, and I still haven't. So, but, but they were there, so whose name was, I yeah. can't remember. Like they had a big, an, an independent they had a big flashing brain over their, over their store. So there were three comic stores. But call it something else then. Give, call it, it, give, it, give it a name of its own. It's call it four if you count Ian, but Ian's not really comics. He's an artist, yeah. but he, he doesn't do comic do, art. He'll do his comic, sketch, yeah, yeah. comic sketches. So, yeah, that wasn't a comic con. They had the Knight Rider car and the A-Team van. It's a geek con, isn't it? That's It's a pop culture con or, or a geek con. Or a yeah, cosplay yeah. convention, because to be honest, most people that were there were in cosplay, so yeah. have it yeah. as a cosplay. Speaking of, I mean, obviously there is UltraCon, which is coming to Harrogate in the Which first I am weekend, so looking forward the to. first weekend in October. And doesn't call itself a comic con. No. So extra points, extra there points there. And I'm excited because they've got a giant at-at. Oh yeah, and they've got... I thought it was life size, and it isn't quite. No, I think if it's this, if it's similar to the one that they had at the Star Wars Expo last year, it's not quite. Um, the Tie Fighter that they had was life size, so maybe they can get one of those as well. That well, they've awesome. got a life size Millennial Falcon cockpit. Yeah, which you can go in. <laughs> they've got Optimus Prime. They've got. Uh, no, they haven't. They have a. Truck. I was very very clear about this they have a in truck my Facebook that post. Looks like Optimus, Optimus Prime. Prime died in 1986. <laughs> but then he came back. They've got the actor who plays Optimus Prime, who happens to be a giant truck. Okay. And they've got Lego, and they've got loads of other stuff. So yeah. it's, it's a... It'll, it'll be, that's a showground, yeah? Yes. yes. Yeah. So that's, um, that's going to be good. Uh, so that's going to be great. That's yeah. going to be absolutely fantastic. And they, I think they've got some celebrity guests as well. I think there's a couple of Star Wars actors. They have. I mean, they, they, haven't gone, they haven't gone Fanatic Expo levels of crazy with, with celebrity guests, but then they are actually having their con. Yeah. So... And it's a lot cheaper. I think it's only fifteen pound a ticket. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Tables are really cheap as and, a trade. Yeah, as a trader, I mean, obviously that's. What as it's a, and as a trader, that thing. makes a lot of difference to me. Yeah. Fanatic Con, had they ever got back to me, to answer my application, was asking something like hundred odd. I think it might have been one hundred and twenty quid for two days. Actually, it might, it might have been one hundred and sixty quid wow. for, two, for two days. Um, for the smallest table that they offered, UltraCon is fifty quid. <laughs> that's only thirty quid. That's only thirty quid more than the Harrogate Comic Con, which was in a school hall. Yeah. Uh, so you know, I'm I'm really looking. As, as a trader, I can't fault them. As a punter, I'd be going anyway because they've got a life-size Millennium Falcon cockpit. Yeah. Did I mention yeah. this? I, I'm quite excited because apparently they did it in Doncaster. I think it was at the race. Course, it was at the race course the last two years. And it's got nothing but glowing reviews. Yeah, I mean, I um, I didn't go either year because I, I avoid Doncaster Racecourse. I'm from Doncaster. I avoid Doncaster I'm from Doncaster. I tend to avoid it too. Um, <laughs> what about a big shout out to all your Doncaster fans? <laughs> yeah, because there's loads of those. You know who you are. Yeah. Hi, Lynn, if you're listening. Yeah. Um, we, we change it to Geeks at the French Gate. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but no, I've, I've obviously I've got a lot of friends and ex students who who did go, and who bloody loved it. I mean, you know, you've got to you've got to also consider that well, it was Doncaster, and there's nothing else to do there. But even so, but Doncaster's yeah. had quite a few conventions. I mean, they do a few at the Dome, two, three times a year. They do. So, they have. So the fact that they had something unleashed events that have have events at the yeah. Dome, so and the again, they're they, very good. The fact that they did Ultracon at Doncaster when they have other conventions there as well shows that there's mm. still there's still space and, and and people are interested in doing it. So yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think, mean, I think two, three Harrogate conventions a year would would be fine. It's just a shame that one of them didn't advertise. Well, Harrogate is. Let's be honest. If any if any small town anywhere in the country is geared up for conventions, this place yeah. is. We mean international conventions. Yeah. Yeah. Because we have an international conference centre. Yeah. Yeah. Which one day we'll finish paying for. Yeah. Well, hold your breath. But you know. And we've got the hotel space and we've got the restaurants for people to eat in yeah. and stuff. I mean, God knows if people stop coming to conventions in Harrogate, half the town would go bankrupt. <laughs> Very true, yeah. I actually had um, a conversation with somebody on Twitter um, when we were trying to get information about the Fanatic uh, convention because I wasn't hearing back from them. And then somebody, uh, uh, shout out actually to Englishman in San Diego Comic Con. That's his Twitter name. Oh, was. I know him. Um, I know him. I'm, I'm also a Twitter friend yeah, of his. Um, he, he got in touch and sort of said, let me know how you get on. And I replied and sort of said, oh, it's, it's been postponed. It's been cancelled. It's, it's not going to happen. And uh, it was generally quite gutted because it would have actually been pretty cool having somebody with that high Twitter profile coming to our town. And then somebody responded to them and said, oh, they want to go to Harrogate. And I responded straight away. It's like, what's wrong with Harrogate? <laughs> we have a fantastic yeah, Who geek... doesn't want to come to we Harrogate? We have a great geek community. Kicked off. We're the happiest town as voted for by the residents. Actually, we're not anymore. We're the second happiest. Somebody, I can't remember who it was, but they've beaten us, the miserable sods. No, nobody can be happier than Happy Gate. <laughs> but yeah, and, but then actually a lot of people then came to my defence as well, which was, which was lovely. People saying, I've got nothing wrong with Harrogate. It was just too far for me to travel uh, and things. So it's like, well, think of us when London's happening. It's too far for yeah, us yeah, to travel. Everywhere's that, too so. far from somewhere. Oh, yeah. I, 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 let's, let's be fair to people who don't want to come up here from London. There are people who don't want to come here from York. Yeah. We did get that complaint last year. We did, yeah. And actually, shall we segue seamlessly into... Why we got that complaint about people not wanting to travel from York? Because we put on a charity event to show Joss Whedon's serenity as part of Can't Stop Serenity, the global charity organisation raising money for equality now. And we did it, kind of a spur of the moment to just say, see if we could actually go, can we do something like this and be amazing? And we did it. And we um, raised £360? Yeah. I think, yeah. And it was, yeah, it was we, we had it. We had... People from all over Harrogate come along in cosplay. We had a raffle. We had a quiz. We had a cupcake sale. We had somebody from York say, why can't you do this in York? To which my response was, we have a train. Yeah. <laughs> to which my response was, why don't you do this in York? Um, Just don't do it the same night. And <laughs> and to put the people to put the moaning minis from York in their place, we had people came from Nottingham. Just for that event. Just for that, yeah. Yeah. Not just one person or two people. No, there was three, a, there was at a, least there was three. a carload of people from yeah. Nottingham, and they're coming back this year because we're yeah. going to do it again. And let's be clear, because last year, last year we were just a projector and a screen and a laptop, a, yeah, and a laptop in a bar. Uh, it was a very good bar. Big shout out to Major Tom's, um, but it was a bar which was just still open to general customers. Yeah, people could who, walk in. Who were wandering in to get a pint and wondering why it was dark and what the what was, was. What was great, some people came up and asked us what was happening. Yeah. And we said, we're raising money for charity. And one guy went, oh, here's 15 quid. And I was like, uh, okay. great. But this year, this year, now we've got a bit of experience and we're not new, we're not quite as scared. We're not quite as year. noob anymore. Um, we are having a proper cinema screen uh, at the Everyman Cinema Harrogate, who have been fantastic about this, I have to say. They've been absolutely brilliant. Falling over themselves to be helpful. Yeah. They're not even paying us for the plug. No. no they just have been amazing. Um, we've got their private VIP room uh, all afternoon and all evening. So we've got a de uh, an afternoon of cosplay and board games. Uh, we've got the Serenity board game going on. Um, there's going to be a quiz because we happen to have a geek pub quiz master. Um, I need to write it first. On staff, we have um, we're going to have a cupcake sale. So last year we had little Jane hat style cupcakes made up. With little, they were so cute. With little boot laces, uh, like strawberry laces for the the tassels on the side. So we're going to have some more of those. We might even just have normal cupcakes as well. We might I don't know how many we're going to have, but hopefully a lot of cupcakes going. So even if people are just coming past and see what happens, they can just go. I buy a cupcake. Yeah, there's going to be a raffle as well. Um, we may have some more geeky screenings of things as well, not just Serenity. Yeah, we're it's hoping still we... to be confirmed. 
Yeah, we're hoping to have the um, the fan film Brown Coats Independence War, which is basically the last hours of the Battle of Serenity Valley. We have agreement in principle from the filmmaker to show this. We don't have final permission yet. So we can't be certain we're going to show it, but we'd really like to. Which is why it currently says on the Facebook page to be confirmed. There's one thing we haven't said yet, which is when is it? It's funny you should ask me that, Steve. <laughs> um, it is on the 16th of September. That's a Saturday. That is a Saturday. So anybody can come along to it. You won't need to take time off work, unless, of course, you work on Saturdays. In which case, take the time off work and come along. In which case, yeah, do that. Yeah, just pull a sickie. Um, it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah, totally is. If you're, if you're a fan of Firefly, if you're a Firefly flan, if you're a brown coat, if you're a big damn hero, if you've never seen Serenity on the big screen, then all of you need to come along... Because especially we're the only people in the UK doing it this year and we're only one of three people outside the US that are doing it this year as well. Although on that subject, big shout out to anyone who's sitting at home thinking, can't get to Harrogate, but I'd like to go to something like that. Go to the website www.cantstoptheserenity.com. Have a look. Have a think. There is no reason, none, why you can't organise your own little shindig. It's really not not scary. It's not hard. Yep. Find a venue. Get it get it sorted out. You don't need to have your own website. You can set up a Facebook page, which is yeah, what we which did. Yeah, that's all we did. We've set up a Twitter as well, which is and at CSTS Harrogate. Um, we're now on Instagram and, we? and everything. Oh, yeah. God, our 21st century. I know. Thank <laughs> God you're on board. I'm all about the social media, um, Reg. But basically, <laughs> but basically the, the people at CSTS Central could not be more helpful. There's so much advice, so much assistance. They will hold your hand if you need your hand holding. How long did it take to write the application for? Uh, ten minutes. If that, yeah. Ten minutes, and that's mostly because I couldn't find your email address. <laughs> do um, they promote the event as well? They the do. They do, yep, yep. internationally. Okay. So it's on their website, and they, they tweet and Facebook uh, and everything. So potentially well. you could have fans coming from anywhere. Anyway, absolutely. Potentially. Not yeah. just not. Yeah. Uh, we, 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 we may have even people coming from... Overseas, perhaps. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. And with that in mind, we should point out that spaces are limited. Our event in Harrogate is free. Obviously, we're raising money, so please bring some with you. But the event itself is free to get in because it's a charity event. But places are limited and we will be issuing tickets. There's only so many screens. Uh, sorry, so There's only so many seats, seats in the screen, in the screen basically. So we, yeah, we don't want to have to turn people away. So uh, tickets aren't available yet because we haven't organised that. Must talk to you about that in a bit, Steve. We need to work out how to... But if you would like a ticket and you'd like to be sure of getting a ticket, please contact us through our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash CSTS Harrogate. Can't stop the serenity, Harrogate. Stop saying CSTS. It's can't stop the serenity. <laughs> you know me. I love a good acronym. This is what happens <laughs> when you not abbreviate, acronym. you see. I was a teacher for 16 years. Initials is all we do. <laughs> so, yes, facebook.com slash can't stop the serenity, Harrogate. To be honest, just put Can't Stop the Serenity Harrogate into the little search box. And you'll find and us. And you'll find us. Yeah. Uh, and just send us a message saying who you are and that you'd like a ticket and we'll put you on the list. And if we run out of space before the tickets become available, we will put that information on the Facebook page. Did we say we're doing a cosplay competition as well? I can't remember because I wasn't paying attention. I but, think we are, yeah. But we are doing a cosplay competition. If you, if you come in cosplay, we will, <laughs> we will give a prize to the best cosplayed dressed person. And I am going as Badger. Although I might have to practice my accent just a little bit because this doesn't sound anything like him. You sound just like Russell Crowe in uh, Robin Hood. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, let's not say something we can't say. Hey, it could be worse. It could have been Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> not that he was in Robin Hood, but you know what I mean. Uh, is there anything else we're really happy about or, or is, is before we get to our main event of the evening? Um, I'm, I'm happy with one thing, which is um, that I got to go to the cinema on Saturday at the Everyman, the second plug for the Everyman in Harrogate, um, and I got to see Spider-Man Homecoming, ah. and I am over the moon. Is it good? By it. It's, it's I... my favourite Spider-Man movie, and it's my it's in my top three Marvel movies. Because I haven't had a chance to go and see it yet, and I would just point out that you've got a one-year-old, and you've been to the cinema more than me. Yep. That's ridiculous. We have, we have, we're lucky we have very good babysitters. Yeah. Well, family I haven't even got kids. Family who do babysitting <laughs> for no us. Excuse, really. I've got no excuse, Ray. I've just got no bloody social life. It's ridiculous. Uh, so it's good. It's, it's brilliant. It's better than good. It's They've nailed Spider-Man as he is in the comics as being a teenager, which they kind of did a bit with Andrew Garfield. But not he's enough. Clearly Wasn't he about older. 30 when he... I think Tobey Maguire was nearly 30 when he first played Spider-Man, all the way back in 2002. Yeah, I mean, I remember watching it, because I'd, I'd been teaching only a couple of years back then. 
and uh, I remember really enjoying the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, but thinking somebody like somebody who looked like you pitched up walking down the corridors of a school, you'd spark a major child protection in you <laughs> because you're clearly an adult. <laughs> For me, the best thing about Spider-Man: Homecoming is the fact that the teenagers in it all feel like relatable teenagers. They have Flash Thompson. But he's not the big seven foot tall jock Flash Thompson. He's a different kid. He still picks on Peter Parker, but for different reasons. And it was really, really well done. It's got a great diverse cast. It feels like a very good John Hughes teenage movie, but also happens to have Spider-Man in it. You could almost take Spider-Man out of it and have a really good movie. Or you could take all the teenage stuff and have a Spider-Man movie and it would be a really good Spider-Man movie. And you've actually got both together. And both work. work. Yeah, it's really good fun. And the villain's great in it as well. Michael Keaton plays the vulture. Oh, Michael and he's Keaton. So good. So, so good. Michael P. Keaton, one of the very few, one of the two true Batman. <laughs> and what about Iron Man? What about him being in the movie? He's, is he he's, required? Is he necessary? Or yeah, because. Is he done without Iron Man in there? No, he's, he's in it, but he's not in it anywhere near as much as I thought he was going to be in it. There's actually a lot of shots from the trailers that aren't in the final yeah, movie. Are they, have they done a Rogue One? No, they've done a Rogue One. I don't think they, they cut stuff. I think they made shots especially for the trailers. Um, cause yeah, that's just, what Rogue One did. No, they just reshot a lot of stuff. Um, there was, there's one shot in particular for Spider-Man where you see him and, and Iron Man sort of do a flyby. Yeah. That is not in the movie at all. Like, I was convinced that was going to be the last shot of the movie, and so I just kept waiting for it and waiting for it and then didn't get it. And it's probably got one of the best but most pointless end credit stings as well. And it was so funny. Everybody sat there. Nobody got up and left because everybody now knows. With oh, we all, we all know. never leave. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, it came on, and I was there with... Uh, with my wife and a friend and we were the only three people that started laughing because we got the joke straight away everyone else was sat there going what does this have to do with the next Marvel movie it's got nothing to do with the next Marvel movie it's just a little dig at Marvel end credit sting and you see and now I want you fun. to tell me what it was <laughs> I'm not going to say anything you have to see it I can stand the spoiler hall. no because no, no, I haven't seen it I'm, 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 not, I'm not going to spoil yeah, it okay. you have to go, go and see, see it, it Rich. we'll it's, both okay. go and see it's it okay. it's well, really okay. really great so shall we, shall we get into the main event let's do it Okay, now, when we were organising this, I deliberately didn't say how I felt about this, although if you've been on social media and seen anything I've said, you know how I feel about this. <laughs> um, and you know how I feel about how other people feel about this. Um, but I actually genuinely don't know how you two feel about this. This isn't the only thing we're talking about in relation to this particular TV show tonight, but let's get the main thing out of the way first. Let's address the elephant in the room. I think that's a very unkind way of describing her. I think she's lovely. I think the situation is the elephant, not the, not the actress. <laughs> backpedal, backpedal. Um, the elephant that shattered the glass ceiling in the room. Doctor... Oh, come on! <laughs> Doctor Who is going to be a lady. Yeah. Okay. Well, she's the, a woman, but we don't know if she's a lady. The in Do we? Wait and see. I'm just saying, you know. A female doctor. You've been possessed by the ghost doctor. of Frankie Howard. Um, <laughs> the internet immediately caught fire. Um, I've seen one or two of my friends have said things along the lines of, I've seen lots of people criticising the negative reaction to Doctor Who being female, but I actually haven't seen any negative reaction. Yeah. Is it just that I've got really nice people on my friends list? And the answer to that is yes. Yes. <laughs> um, I've actually left every single Doctor Who Facebook group I've belonged to, and I belonged to a lot, because if I had to read one more whinging man-baby going, oh, but it's always been a man, oh, it's just political correctness gone mad, oh, oh it's the BBC with their transsexual agenda. And it's like... Uh, if I had to listen to one more thing, in, in the face of years of established continuity and the express wishes of the guy who created the bloody character who said there should be a female doctor and who wanted one in the 1980s, I couldn't do it anymore, so I've left them all. Bollocks, I've just revealed my hand. <laughs> uh, I think it's the best thing to happen to Doctor Who. Actually, this doesn't sound quite as emphatically good as I meant it to. This is the best thing that's happened to Doctor Who since Peter Capaldi became the Doctor, but... Isn't it the best thing that's happened to Doctor Who since Doctor Who came back? But please, please, please understand that Peter Capaldi becoming the Doctor is the best thing that's happened to Doctor Who since William Hartnell regenerated into Patrick Troughton. <laughs> PCAP's my Doctor now. But I, for me, I think it's, I've been a Whovian... I, I started watching Doctor Who properly when Peter Davison became the fifth Doctor and took over from Tom Baker. I hadn't watched much of Tom Baker because my mum didn't like me watching science fiction. 
Uh, I could get away with watching Peter Davidson because he'd been in All Creatures Great and Small. Family politics. Weird. So it was more veterinarian who <laughs> yeah. when you were a child. Um, animal Doctor Who, yeah. yeah. That's it. I actually haven't missed an episode of Doctor Who since. Wow. So, you know, I'm a long-term Whovian. I'm not, I'm not a new Who fan. I'm a Doctor Who fan. I think it's bloody brilliant. No, I, I don't know the actress. I've never watched Broadchurch. I've not seen Attack the Block, although it's been on my list of... You need to see Attack I know, it's been Attack on my list of films to see since it came out. And especially now you've got, obviously, Finn from Finn, Star Wars the with Doctor. the Doctor. Isn't Nick Frost in Nick Attack Frost's the Block? Nick Frost's in it as well. And so Santa Claus. And it's directed by Joe from Adam and Joe. And it's produced by Edgar Wright, who is, is just so, riding high at the moment with Baby Driver. It's I've not, great. I've not seen anything she's in. But the general feedback I get about her from people who have seen her in things is that she's good. Mm-hmm. Having a female doctor for me means that now that it's established that we can do that, that's the rest, the other half of the population who can be considered when we're looking for the next, you know, for future doctors. We've now got an even bigger talent pool to go at. It's something that's never, never happened in two before. Change is what the, the franchise is all about. Uh, it's the essence of the show. It's, it's something, you know, something new. It's a risk. It's what Doctor Who needs. From, from a cynical point of view, they've guaranteed the highest ratings for the next episode, because everybody's going yeah. to want to see it. To see oh God, what... not if you not if you read the internet. <laughs> but, uh, no, but they well, they say they are watching, still going to watch. But it, of course they? they will, they because are. they want to see. They want to know yeah. what her first line as the Doctor is going to be. They're going to want to know all these things, so they can pick it apart. Because that's what internet trolls do. Of course, I've got to be honest. I'm I'm only recently into the Doctor Who. Um, I started with Matt Smith, and I've then gone back and um, gone through Chris Reckleston and, and David Tennant, and I'm more or less up to date with Peter Capaldi. I haven't seen all of the new series, but I remember who from when I was a kid as well. I remember um, Colin Baker, and I remember Peter Davidson, and I remember Sylvester McCoy. I try not to remember Colin Baker. And I remember being quite terrified by it more when I was a kid, so I don't really... There's, there's certain bits that I remember, but not full episodes, and certainly not full stories. But I've gone back, and I, I really, really enjoyed Doctor Who, I think, as... As British sci-fi goes, it's it's probably at the top, with Red Dwarf a very close second behind it. I can't think. Yeah, I can't think of a British sci-fi show that has the legacy that can touch no, Doctor Who yeah. in terms of. I mean, we've done sci-fi better in Britain, but not con- not so consistently. The, the fact that it's it's massive across the world and it's still going from strength to strength. In all honesty, I don't care that it's a woman. I think it's great. I'm so pleased that they are embracing change and being diverse. And for the people that are saying they're never going to watch it now and how dare they and that, oh, Doctor Who's always been a male character, would people be complaining like this if they'd announced that it was Idris Elba? Oh, some would. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, I think there are few... The, 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 there are probably as many racist idiots out there as there are sexist idiots. Yeah. And I'm afraid a lot of... I got, I've been told off a lot on the net over the last week for suggesting that people who object to a female doctor are just sexist. But they are, so, you know. I don't think as well it comes down to the fact that people don't like change. People are well, so terrified especially of, nerds of, don't like change. of when somebody gets cast. Everybody hated that Heath Ledger was going to be the Joker. Everybody hated that um, Ben Affleck was going to be Batman. Yep. And yet everybody agrees that Ben Affleck as Batman is the best thing that's come out of Batman versus Superman, other than Wonder Woman. Everybody loved Heath Ledger as the Joker. Everybody cried havoc when Chris Evans was cast as Captain America because how can Johnny Storm also and be now, Captain and America? Now, and now can you imagine them recasting that? No. I mean, he's going he's gonna to leave at some point. The, actually, there is one person who could play him after um, mm-hmm. Chris Evans, which is Dan Stevens. Um, if you've seen the movie The Guest... He is more Captain America in that than than most people could ever even dream. Um, so yeah, watch The Guest. It's a great B-movie. Uh, it is available on Netflix. It's fantastic. It's great schlocky fun. I will give that a look. And uh, yeah, the less you know about it, the better. I'm all about the non-spoilers this evening. Um, <laughs> Not giving anything. But yeah, it's everybody hates the fact. I'm sure people, as soon as Capaldi was announced, people were going, oh, well, we can't have Malcolm Tucker as the Doctor. Oh, there, there was a lot of... Uh, there was a lot of... Uh, he's too old to play the Doctor. Yeah. He's, you know, he he won't have the energy. He won't be, and you know, he's the first Doctor to play the electric guitar in the TARDIS, yeah, the, which the, I will love him forever for. Yeah, but people had he played the electric guitar riding a tank. Right, <laughs> <laughs> but people were against you know, when they they had the Harry Potter um, and the, the Cursed Child. You know, when they made that announcement, and, oh, and Hermione was black. And Hermione was black, and how dare they? It's like, well, oh, yeah. 
where does it say in the book that she's white? It doesn't. No. It doesn't. Just I, because we've seen a movie with a I white actress. Um, um, I saw well, a diagram. She's painted, she's painted as white on the book covers. So that's one artist's so, interpretation. Yeah, so, of so, so, so damn her for not conforming to the book cover. Yeah. I think people just get angry because they can do it anonymously on social yeah, media. Yeah, I, I wonder how angry people would actually be if they didn't have social media as a platform. I mean, I'm sure that you know. I'm sure there are people who wouldn't like it, but they'd be more like, mm, "That sounds crap." I mean, I saw and then some, leave it at that. I saw some things. Yeah, you know, what's next? Jane Bond. I'd watch that. Why not? <laughs> I totally yeah, watch well, that. Well, we've got that. It's called um, Atomic Blonde, and it's coming out in a few months' time. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and regular listeners will know that because I talked to the writer of the graphic novel last week. Exactly. But yeah, if, if they actually, if they actually, when Daniel Craig quits, if he hasn't already, um, if they replaced him with a woman and made it Jane Jane Bond 007. Fine. I, no I, I, I have a great idea to how to reboot the James Bond series, but we'll save that for another podcast because we're talking no. about Doctor Who. My favourite My favorite comment, and I genuinely couldn't tell whether it was somebody who was genuinely angry and making a point or somebody who was taking the mickey out of the people who were genuinely, genuinely angry by making a deliberately facetious point. But I, I heard somebody uh, on social media came up with... Um, Oh, so I suppose they'll replace K9 with a cat now. Well, first of all, that's a glorious idea. I love yeah. it. Oh, cats. But also... What's not to like? Well, because, you know, a cat in the TARDIS just... That's a an friend of mine, episode in itself. A friend, of mine, a friend of mine came up with a couple of things. The first thing, the first name he came up with was Three Line. So on the side of the robot cat's body, there'd just be Three uh, Lines. Brilliant. Three Line. See what he did there? Uh, but he settled on K10. Kitten. K10. Ah. Uh, <laughs> um, which, which actually works even better. But Why not? Yeah, yeah. And, but I think that's part of my problem with the people who've lost their shit, because some people really have, is I couldn't tell uh, in the end whether they were serious or whether they were having sort of fake histrionics. Because, as you say, I don't understand why anybody cares. It's established in content. If they take it, I mean, to take James Bond, yeah. James Bond is a person. He's a human person. I mean, there's a great fan theory about being a Time Lord, but that's all that is. But it would explain why he keeps changing. Uh, yeah, well, in the... And uh, why he's been around since 1963. In the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen books, all of the Bonds, actually, there's always been a Bond. Yeah. Yes. Just, the original one's and he's there. Sorry, so do, yeah. And he's riddled with syphilis, and he's in an old people's home, because all, all the stuff he's done as Bond, physically, has taken its toll on him. But they all, the Roger Moore Bond's there, George Lays, they're all there. So I like I like that concept. Mm. I like that idea. And it would there was a great fan theory as well, which is that James Bond is just the code name for whoever. Yes, yeah, exactly. That's like like which, 007 is the code number. James Bond is the code name. Yes, which obviously Skyfall undid, which was like no, no, he is just James Bond. Yeah. Anyway, but what, so yeah, if they take James Bond and make him Jane Bond 007, that does fundamentally make the character a different person. Yes, the Doctor's not human. The Doctor is a shape-changing alien who every so often becomes somebody else. Now, every regeneration up to this point, he has generated into we know another he. I think they've actually said now that Hartnell was the first. So that, is, that being the case, I mean, Missy makes a crack about she'd known him since he, since he was a little girl. But she also said that she was lying. So and that could just be yeah, yeah. school ground That's, bullying. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, you didn't know the war doctor existed until... Also true. Yeah. He was introduced. So, you know, but I, th I think they've sort of established that as canon, insofar as canon means anything in the universe. Um, but it has been established that Time Lords can change gender. Well, they've um, done it with Missy. Yeah, they've done yeah. it with Missy. Matt Smith, uh, in the Neil Gaiman episode, um, Doctor's Wife, yep. talks about the Corsair, who... Um, was mostly a man, but sometimes came back as a woman. We saw it happen in Hellbent, the finale of... Was it last season or the season before? I lose track. It was last season. It was last season. Um, where we see an old Gallifreyan general regenerate on screen. We see every phase of the regeneration into a young black woman. Yeah. So it's established right there yeah, on screen. There's a precedent for Time Lords can change not only gender but ethnicity. It's there, it's done. There's also a reason why the Doctor can now change into a woman if he wanted to if it was if it was hard locked into his Gallifreyan DNA that he could mm. only go from male to male through every regeneration don't forget that River Song gave some of her regenerations of course. to the doctor so maybe this is so the... he has female regeneration so maybe this is, is Rivers I mean the the, the, the the fan the fan headcanon that seemed to be doing the rounds after uh, the general regenerated in Hellbent 
was that Time Lords regenerate, they generally regenerate into their regular gender, but not always. Wasn't it always that they got younger as well? And then Capaldi and then, broke that trend? No, that's... No, no, because no, no, no. um, McCoy oh, of course, is yeah. much older than... Yeah. He was older than Colin Baker, he was much older than Peter The ages go up and down. The ages change. And then obviously McGann into Hurt as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because he was starting to get younger. I mean, Matt Smith. I mean, younger and younger. You know, David Tennant, Matt Smith, and and then to go older again. I mean, yeah. that's, that's a good. So he chose that face for a reason as well. So it's, it's out, so. so it's established that that can happen. I mean, all that matters to me is that the Doctor is good and she looks all right. I mean, but now you've got the bonus that you're going to get now a generation of female geeks that are going to have somebody that they can relate to more. You're mm-hmm. going to have a load of people that are now going to be interested in watching it because it's now going to be a different type of character. It might be more appealing to transgender audiences. How is that all a bad thing? I can't see that it is. It's a, I mean, we, we have a customer here who has a little girl. Yeah. I remember he was uh, he was very keen to show me the tweet picture, actually. Um, he went to see Wonder Woman with his little girl. Um, she went in Wonder Woman cosplay. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, she's the cutest little kid. She's... Podcast listeners can't see this. I'm now holding my hand out to indicate that she's about three feet high. She's yeah, high. Yeah, high, yeah. Uh, she, she, I, if you were going to do a picture of Goldilocks, she'd look like this, basically. And she went as Wonder Woman and... Hang on, a blonde Wonder Woman? Uh, I'm yeah, offended. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, Social media, but here I come. <laughs> apparently she, she said to her dad when they were leaving Wonder Woman, Daddy, when I grow up, I want to be a warrior. For me, Wonder Woman's done his job at that point. Yeah. And when we went to see Star Wars, Steve... Uh, not Star Wars. Well, it was a Star Wars movie. When we see Force Awakens. Yeah, that was a Star Wars movie. Um, that was in the Star Wars universe. Wasn't it? We uh, we were sitting a few rows behind that little girl dressed as Ray. Yeah. I was, and up until very very recently, girls haven't had action heroes. In sci-fi. Little that? little girls haven't. I mean, yeah. I've, again, we live in a world of memes. I've seen lots of memes about you know Doctor Who isn't the first sci-fi franchise to have a woman in charge, you know, with pictures of Captain Janeway. Of course. Ellen Ripley, Dana Scully. Princess Leia. Uh, Princess Leia. But, but there, are, there aren't that many. Um, you know, boys, we've got Captain America, we've got Tony Stark, we've got, and, you know, I can think of half a dozen in the same bloody movie. Yeah. Um, and little girls, they're not watching Alien, or at least I really hope they're not watching Alien. I would be very surprised. They're not watching the X-Files. So that their pool of female action heroes they can look up to is even smaller. Yeah. So that we can have a family sci-fi show, give a role, a role model that little girls can can aspire to be and, the great thing and see all, themselves in. And she's not a princess. The Doctor is not a princess. You know, obviously, no. you know, Wonder Woman is, is a princess. Princess Leia is a princess. There's an awful lot of princesses that seem yeah. to be the standard for, for female role models in, in geekdom as well. Yeah. So it's quite nice that this isn't one. I mean, there was one of the other sort of people sort of characters that everyone was going back to and sort of saying, well, they changed genders when they rebooted Battlestar Galactica with Starbuck. Everybody mm-hmm. was up in arms. How dare yeah, they were, take actually. the classic Dirk Benedict Starbuck character from the original Battlestar Galactica and make him a woman? And then you watched it and it was like, she's ten times more badass yeah. than Starbuck it was in that series. The first thing she does is she punches a commanding officer. Mm. She smokes cigars. She drinks beer. She sleeps around. She's a brilliant character. Well, she was Starbuck. Yeah. She's the baddest pilot. She's the well, not baddest as in terrible. Baddest as in the best pilot. She, you know, yeah, she was brilliant. It's it, it, it's always de- it's depressed me slightly when it's been assumed that girls need to look up to other women. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can, girls can have men as role models. That's yeah, fine. Absolutely. Yeah. But equally, it's always bothered me when nobody thought it was important that girls should have role models that looked like them. Yeah. Uh, representation really matters. I'm actually going to just jump in just because I've just remembered something. Um, I will post a link to this video. It's um, There's a, a song um, that I've shared it as the Geek Pub Quiz a couple of times as well, um, usually I think on International Women's Day, and it's basically about female geekdom, and the song's called Nothing to Prove, and it features just a, it's a music video of female geeks and male geeks holding up signs saying how they were judged for being... A geek. We will based, put a link in the agenda. Um, and then at the end, it just kind of has everybody coming together. And it's just a wonderful message that it sends out. And I can't remember who it's by now, but yeah, it's called Nothing to Prove. And yeah, I'll, I'll definitely stick a link uh, to it on, on Facebook because it's, okay. it's, it's a terrific message that it carries across. Cool. 
Yeah, and I, 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 I mean, we're all in danger of just sitting in a big circle agreeing with each other. The problem is we don't have a female yeah. point of view here today. No, um, I, I sh I, we have actually recruited uh, an, a new geek to our roster, but she's in Italy at the moment. Oh, I wondered if you'd <laughs> so, uh, invite So uh, we will be introducing um, Hat to our little crowd, um, and it was going to be this week, but she's in Italy with her family, so she is not here now. How dare she be enjoying time? I know! <laughs> Imagine just driving through France down to Italy in a camper van. I mean, who would want to... Okay. Yes, please, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I, I mean, I, I suppose I'm, I'm going to sort of not make any friends here. I'm going to upset the apple cart no, it's, a little it's, bit. It's a just, balanced opinion. But just you're allowed to, make, to disagree as long as you're not a dick about but just, it. <laughs> uh, well, I'll, well, we'll see. We'll see. But I mean, just to kind of make the podcast a bit interesting, I, I just thought I'd offer a bit of a different yeah. counterpoint to that. Mm -hmm. I'm not... Um, I'm certainly not up in arms about it. I'm not raging about the... The decision. Uh, I'll tell you what happened on Sunday. Obviously, waiting after Wimbledon for the announcement. And uh, I thought, actually, actually, sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt, but how long can they talk about tennis? I was screaming <laughs> about, about, about two telly. weeks. Every, every I, was, I mean, I was quite pleased they got the bloody tennis match over with quickly. Thank you, Roger Federer. But well, because he wanted to find out who the new doctor yeah. Then they was just there, kept. Obviously. Then they just kept talking about how he'd hit the ball over the net a bit better than the other bloke had hit the ball over the net. Fair play to them. They showed the reveal and then went back to the tennis. So obviously they knew people were excited. And uh, also very. I'm, get, I'm thinking maybe people were phoning up going, "The tennis is over." <laughs> yeah. I'd like to, yes, I'd, he won. Switch it off. I'd like to know who Doctor Who is, please. <laughs> Thank you. But the fact that they, I mean, you know, fair play to the BBC tagging it onto Wimbledon when you've already got millions of people. It was a good way to do it. It was yeah, a good yeah. way to do it. Do you think maybe they shouldn't have done it at all? They should have just waited until Christmas and just gone, surprise! I think they would have liked to have done that in a, world, age, in a world where the internet, yeah. the Doctor Who set report and the tabloid press exists. I said to, I said to gonna Reg weeks ago, I said, I'd heard online there's this rumour that, you know, you just, they're going to keep it under wraps and you're not going to find out until Christmas. I mean, what a surprise mm. in this day and age. It would have been awesome. If, not, they, could have, if they could have done know, that, it would have been great. To not know, because... In some ways, being a geek these days, we, obviously we're spoiled and you've got access to all this information. And by the time the next Star Wars film comes along, if you look for it online, you can pretty much know everything about it. This is why you have to attend midnight screenings now, because you have to see it straight away. So nothing yeah, exactly, for you. exactly. But even, but even that, you could still have something spoiled for you mm. just by being online. And and, and and there are people who are who will do it on purpose. Yeah, and it didn't used to be that way. You'd, you'd genuinely be surprised when you watched a film or a TV show for the first time. Anyway, so... Uh, the announcement comes on, and the person, someone's got their hood up, so you don't know, you don't know the gender, race, you don't know anything about the character. Mm -hmm. You see the hand with the key, and someone said afterwards, "Always, oh, obviously, a girl's hand." You couldn't tell that. And then the hood comes back, and I thought they're being savvy; they're teasing you with, "Oh, we're going to announce it's a female doctor," but actually, that character would then give the key to. I thought the for a doc, second whoever was going to for a doctor. second that's I thought what, she that's where I thought they were going. Right. I thought she might be the new companion. Yes, and was I? I thought yeah. they might be teasing us, and she was going to then hand the key. I'm so glad they didn't. But and I, and I was I was generally surprised that obviously that they went with a female doctor, and I had no idea that that person was even in the running. Nor did I. I had no. no idea. So so apparently apparently the betting sites had her like her odds were shortening and shortening and shortening. Yeah. In the hours approaching. So some people clearly knew and were on to bet Fred, but there's a lot of people saying it was going to be um, Olivia Coleman, and then a lot yeah. of people yeah. wanting it to yeah. be. Um, no, I, I know who Tilda, you mean. Tilda Swinton was saying as well that they wanted to. Tilda write. Swinton was never going to do. She's too big a star. Too high profile. Yeah. The BBC couldn't afford Tilda the Swinton. The Christmas special, though. And hang on, everybody's up in arms about the female doctor. We've already had a female doctor. It was Joanna Lumley. The Curse of Fatal Death. Do you know what? Of all the things, bearing in mind that canon means nothing in Who Continuity. It was written by Stephen Moffat. It was written by Stephen Moffat. <laughs> but The Curse of Fatal Death is the one Doctor Who story that is definitely not canon. <laughs> it's, like, it's, the, it's, the, it's, the, it's about the only thing that Doctor Who fans agree on. Who was Because Richard Grant was one, Hugh Grant was one. Uh, Rowan Atkinson, Atkinson. Joanna Lumley. Jim Broadbent? Might have been Jim Broadbent. Yeah. Joanna Lumley has the best tit joke I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm not going to say what it was. You can you can jolly well look up the Curse of Fatal Death on YouTube. I remember watching it. Link on, it links in the show notes, folks. I remember watching it on Comic Relief. The I night, remember watching the night, it the night they did it. Yeah, um, and it was just more and more episodes, and then it just got more and more ridiculous. I mean, it's like it started out quite serious, and then it just got sillier and sillier and sillier. <laughs> and then Jonathan great. Price is the master as well, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. I'm going to have to watch this again. It's, yeah. Uh, very good. So you were not. 
Oh, so, a, uh, a, so counterpoint. You yes. were not. So you I was surprised. No, 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 no. I, I was just, I was just surprised, and my, my reaction was just like, oh, oh, well, you know, I was just surprised they went, they went down that route. Then of course I thought, well, I know what's going to happen. Everyone online is just going to go. Uh, Doctor Who fans are going to just lose their shit. They're going to go ballistic because the, the nerd rage was This isn't loud. what, what yes. they wanted. But of course, any time there's an announcement of a new Doctor, and mm. it's and it's starting to happen with Bond as well. Straight away, it's like, they should have a female Doctor, they should have a black Doctor, they should have... And so I thought to myself, clearly the BBC have finally gone, do you know what? As with a lot of franchises, as with a lot of geek properties, mm-hmm. and this worries me a bit, is that people are starting to listen more and more to the fans. I don't say you shouldn't listen to the fans, but the problem is... You shouldn't you get led to the point by the where fans. The fans yeah, the, the fans are starting to lead a lot of these things. And I think it's to the detriment of those franchises. I think that the more that fans have a say in stuff the more you get away from someone coming in I don't disagree with a with vision. That. Someone who's, who says, I'm going to do this because it's it's my thing. And if you don't like it, someone else will come along later on and do it. I, so I just kind of wonder whether it's too much like, I know what the fans will like. It's too much fan service. Exactly. I don't exactly. disagree, as, as Reg says, but I do think sometimes what you have to be respectful to the fans. Otherwise, you end up with something yeah. that just takes something that does have a lot of fan. But then, if those fans aren't respectful, respectful to you, yeah. and the yeah. decisions you made as they there clearly weren't, there is a balance, I think, to be struck. You can't just give if you if as a creator you're just giving the fans what they want. You're being you're not doing your job. That's you're not, you're lazy. Not, you're not appealing to a wider. It's lazy exactly. and it's easy. Exactly. Exactly. You should never give the fans what they want because the fans don't know what they want. Exactly. I did not. I did not know that I wanted Matt Smith as the Doctor. Until about halfway through his first season, yeah. when I mean I've got a history, I've got form here. I'm an, I'm an old school Who fan, with the exception of Peter Capaldi and this one, which I'm pleased about for other reasons. I've hated every single Doctor announcement since 1984. But doesn't every Doctor Who fan yes. hate the, of the, course. the next Doctor? And I've been wrong every single time. I was even wrong about Colin Baker. I saw that graphic online. Uh, I don't know where it was this week, but it was it was this mm. circle of of new Doctor gets announced. I hate them. Okay, I'll start watching the show. They're pretty good. No, don't go. And then it all starts again. Yeah. And that's exactly that's what, exactly what we're doing. Exactly what fans and do. There's, but there's the hatred for not just the the actor playing the character. There's also the hatred for the showrunner as well. Mm. I think Stephen Moffat's done a great job with Doctor Who. Yes, I, I don't Stephen Moffat. I, I don't understand why anybody flag. would deceive Stephen Moffat. And there are some He's been amazing. Who just hate it flat out. People hate the companions. There's there's so much nerd rage over Doctor Who. Oh, the people they can't be happy with the anything. number of people online who hate Clara. Yeah, uh, and I don't get that. No, so don't make it for them. But you know what? Just make it. Make if, the best show you can. If you're a disgruntled mm, Doctor Who like fan, it. you've got fifty years yeah, of Doctor yeah. Who. There's plenty of classic of white male Doctor Who. Well, it's yeah. like I was having this. I was having this discussion with Anthony Johnston last week. Yeah, people say, "Oh, you know, the new Ghostbusters has ruined my childhood." No, it hasn't. The new Ghostbusters is not to your taste. Fine, don't watch it. The 1984 Ghostbusters is still there. Yeah. Go and watch it. Yeah. It's fine. No one says you can't. I'm told that there are four Alien movies that were made after Alien, after Aliens. No. Um, no, I, 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 I saw, I saw a fan film called Alien Three. Back in the nineties, <laughs> no, that um, does. I, I I like Alien Three. That, that, but, uh, that, that I like Alien Three. But you know, I, I, I the, the the two the, the two latest Ridley Scott ones. I've got yeah. no time for. I'm not in the slightest bit interested. Do I? Th- am I going to spend ages slagging them off? I'm like, no. But Ghost- if other people like them, that's fine. The Ghostbusters reboot is is a good example actually of them starting out with an idea of. Do you know what we're going to do? An all female Ghostbusters. Ah, fans up in arms. It's going to have no connection to the original. Ah, fans up in arms. It's going to have none of the stuff from the original movie in it. Ah, fans up in arms. Okay, we'll start listening to the fans. Well, well, it will be set in New York, and they will have proton packs, and it will have Slimer, and it will have Ecto-1, and they will and have we'll, doing the fire we'll, we'll bring the original cast to yeah, we'll, so, so, so we'll do all that, because that's what you want, fans. What do you think of the film? Box office speaks volumes. Yeah. So don't, yeah. you can't Although, always listen to the fans. I heard an interesting analysis of why... Ghostbusters, the new Ghostbusters, was not a financial success. Because it was absolute garbage. It's, no. Oh, it's, is that another reason? It's, that's not it. Right. Um, I know a lot of people. I've not seen it. It's absolutely uh, It's on my list of things to see. No, no, no. no. I know a lot of people. Two hours of your life you're never going to get. I know a lot of people who love it, Matt. Well, do they come in here? Yes. Right. Let me know. Next <laughs> <time>. <laughs> Message me. You will ex- come straight You over. will explain to them the depth of their error. I'll be dressed in my full Ghostbusters <laughs> outfit. And I'll stand outside and... But... No, um, I mean, I don't know whether it's a good film or a bad film because I haven't seen it. 
I know some people who think it's awful. I know some people who think it's great. The answer, as it usually is, is probably somewhere in the middle if we're going to be objective. I just like comedies to be funny. I mean, that's so much to ask. The analysis I heard was that actually its box office in the US was okay. It was respectable. It wasn't... Yeah, it didn't, didn't make its budget. Didn't set no didn't set anything on fire. But I think the problem was that they they threw too much money. Yeah. Its response into it. in Europe Possibly. was great. The problem they had was that it didn't work in China, which is where most blockbusters make their money now. Yeah, that's mm. yeah. The China is where the money is because that's where the people are, and there is a huge, huge taboo in Chinese culture about ghosts because they they're the ancestors, and that becomes culturally problematic. So it was not popular in China for that reason. Now, I don't know if that's true. I don't know anything about Chinese culture, but it seemed like an interesting take. And you it was know. also garbage. <laughs> Can I just, just have to state that point? I think your homework Terrible. for the next episode is to watch Ghostbusters. Oh, right. So we can, we I would love to. I get, spare uh, yourself a discussion. I, 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 I'm happy to do I'd, that. I'd like to see it. I, I've yet to see it. I haven't I, seen it either. I, I'm my, curious enough to see it. My six and a half year old is a, is a massive, massive Ghostbusters fan. He's a huge, huge Ghostbusters fan. And I showed him the female version. And, uh, well, he, not only did he have bad dreams, <laughs> irresponsible parent. Uh, <laughs> Shocking which, parenting. Which he that. doesn't get with the originals, even though there's cursing and everyone smokes like a chimney. And, and, I was going to say, I, I, know, honestly, I'm, I'm not sure showing in the 1984 version is any better a, example of parenting. Head, that's but, just history. But he just hated, I mean, he just hated, detested it. And afterwards he said, why did you share that to me? But, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't have a six-year-old child. Um, I, I'm unlikely ever to have. I was a six-year-old boy once, though. Mm. It's a long time ago now, but I was. I seem to remember when I was six, just thinking that girls generally smelled of poo. So is, is, is there an element of that in Reg, your son's reaction? not a lot has changed. Girls still smell of poo. No, um, <laughs> it's, it's just a terrible film. It's a terrible film. <laughs> listening to the Geeks of the Gates. Doctor Who clips are copyright the BBC and are used for illustrative and review purposes only. The Geeks of the Gates is a production of Venus Rising Media with music by Stephen G. Saunders and is proudly made in Yorkshire.